Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, what's up, Ocean Hills? So good to be together this day. I am here on location where we uh, just had our Matthew 25 drive. Last week, DJ brought a great message on uh, God's word through Matthew 25. Caring for the least of these is part of what it means to be a Jesus follower. And uh, what a great turnout we had and the generosity that uh, came from so many of you. We wanna say thank you, thank you, Thank you. And I got a great Easter announcement. We have secured a fabulous location. Thanks be to God. Ealings Park, Easter Sunday, 10 a.m., one gathering. You want to make sure to reserve your place. We're going to follow all the protocols, but you have to reserve your place. You're going to get an email through our e-news. You need to sign up and uh, go for it, man. Don't miss out. Don't lose out. You snooze, you lose. There's limited spacing. So want to make sure that you guys uh, jump into that. So we're really excited. And let's begin to pray that God would move in a mighty way this Easter as we celebrate the risen Christ, new life in Christ. This isn't just a little churchy uh, gathering for Easter. This is the time to be inviting your family and friends who maybe uh, are trying to figure out who God is or maybe have wandered away from God. Easter is such a great time. So Let me pray for us, and we're going to jump into the message. God, right now, right here, open our hearts to your word. Soften our hearts to your spirit, and shape our hearts through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Our reading, our text, our passage today comes from Mark chapter 10, because we're in this series called Detox a spiritual cleanse. So we're going to go after what do we need to detox from our life or cleanse? And the big idea, I'm just spoiler alert, the big idea is we need to cleanse our life from whatever it is we treasure or pledge allegiance to that's more important than God in our life. Listen to the word of God, Matthew chapter 10, verses 17 to 23. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him, We're going to call this man rich. He's described as the rich young ruler. So throughout this message, I'm just going to call him rich. So rich ran up to Jesus and he fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. Verse 20, teacher, he declared, all of these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing 
you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come, follow me. And at this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. And Jesus looked around and he said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. If we had time, I'd want to read this passage again and just soak in it and simmer in it. I want you to do that. This is one of the, I think, pivotal passages uh, for those of us that are followers of Christ. And just a little insider way to study scripture. One of the best ways to study God's word is to interact with it and to ask questions about it. And so I framed my talk today around three questions, three why questions, three why questions. Question number one, why does Rich run after Jesus? Why does he chase him down? That's what it says, he runs up to, he runs after Jesus and falls on his knees. Why? That's a worthy question for you and for I to ask. This guy who was rich and young and had power and influence was running and chasing Jesus. I don't know about you, but as I think about that, it makes me think, I wonder if something was missing from his life. I wonder if he felt like something was off, right? He felt like maybe something was empty. Something wanted more. I'm missing something, right? But then you got then you, then you got to kind of go. How's that possible? This is the guy who's wealthy. As we read the story, we 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 get that he's full of integrity. This dude is following all the commands, right? He's self-disciplined. He's even humble. He comes to Jesus and falls on his knees and, and humbly in a teachable way and says, what do I need to do? I mean, what's this guy missing? It makes me think, you know, we can have a life that's full of morality and full of money. And yet that's not enough. That's not the answer. You know, you can have VIP seats at the Santa Barbara Bowl. You can be a yoga teacher or a yogi. You can be Mr. Moral. You can be a single digit golfer. You could travel first class. You can have 50,000 followers on Facebook. Something's missing. Something's off. There still can be an emptiness. There can still be this longing I talk to people, I've been in this town for 35 years here in Santa Barbara. People that have everything, and yet there's this deep, there's gotta be something more, something else. I love how Henry Nouwen describes that our lives are filled, but we are unfulfilled. Let that soak into you and into your spirit. Our lives are filled with Money, activity, stuff, things, materialism. And yet we are unfulfilled. There's a spiritual truth, a spiritual truth that now one is saying. Augustine in his confession says, and it's a classic quote, 
but it's so true. He says, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Did you hear that? God, our creator made us for himself. And our hearts are restless until we find God and discover peace and love and grace and truth and a purpose. And until we figure that out, we're going to continue to feel like there's something missing, something's off. And I just, I don't know, I I don't know, but I do know there is a modern day rich tuning in, watching this right now. I don't know where you live. Maybe it's 93108. I don't know. You have everything. People, your friends, they look at your life and they envy you. On the outside, you got, it feels like you have it all together. And yet, you know deep inside, you know deep inside, something's missing. Something's missing. My question is, how do we find rest in God, right? We turn towards him. We cry out to him. We pray a prayer that's just authentic and say, God, I need you. I want your forgiveness. I want to have a a real relationship with you. Morality and money, it's not enough. Nothing wrong with morality. I'm all for it. Nothing wrong with money. I'm all for it. But that's not the purpose of our lives. And so that first question, why does Rich run after Jesus? Because Jesus is the answer to what's missing in our life, a real relationship with him. Question number two, the number two why question I'm asking today from this passage, why, why is Jesus so demanding? Let's just go after that. It's real. I don't know. As I read that story, as you read through it, you got to ask that question. It's like, go sell everything and give it to the poor. Really, Jesus? Like, you expect me to take that seriously? Like, what is that about? I mean, is Jesus the master manipulator? Is he a control freak? Does he need the money? What, what is, what's going on in here that Jesus would be so demanding? In fact, nowhere else in scripture do we see Jesus say that to an individual. This is the only place where Jesus directly calls a person to go sell everything and give it to the poor. So what's the point? Why now? Why him? And here's what I wrote in my notes. Jesus knew that wealth was the one thing that rich treasured most. Money had a grip on Rich's heart. And I just believe as I read the New Testament and understand the life of Jesus that he wants so much more for Rich, for us, for you, for me. So much more beyond morality, beyond money, right? And Jesus knows, kind of like on a a trapeze, In order for me to grab a hold and treasure Jesus, I've got to let go here in order to cling to him in my life, right? And Rich needed to let go of greed, of his his treasuring of wealth and money. You know, the real Jesus of the Bible, I, I just want you to hear this. 
You might be a wealthy person watching this. In fact, we're all wealthy according to research. If you make $50,000 a year or more, you're in the top 5% of wage earners in the world, just so you know. Like you're wealthier than 95% of people in the world. So Jesus is talking to you and me right now, just so we're clear about this. And the real Jesus in the Bible, he loves you. Wherever you're at, he loves you. And he demands, he demands that you let go of the one thing that you treasure most. So here's the big question this morning. What's the one thing that you treasure most? What is the one thing that you treasure most? Is it your kids? That's what it was for Abraham, right? It was his son, Isaac. Is it your sexual freedom? That's what it was for the woman caught in adultery in John chapter eight. She wanted to live any way she wanted. She didn't want anybody telling her how to live sexually. Maybe, th- maybe that's it for you. What is it that you treasure most? Gosh, throughout my life, it's been different things. When I was a teenager, it was ice hockey. I wanted to be a pro hockey player. I remember praying, God, I'll follow you, but hockey's got to be part of it. That was my prayer. Well, that doesn't work, right? And so what is it in your life? Is it a possession? Is it a person? Is it a passion? And I want you to hear Jesus put your name in. Hey, Rich, but put your name in. Hey, Betsy. Hey, Larry. Hey, Bob. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Garrett, I want you to put your name in there. You lack one thing. You lack me. So stop treasuring, what is it, money? Whatever it is, and start treasuring me. That's what Jesus wants. He wants you to treasure him. Now, here's my my third question. Why? My third why question. Why did rich walk away sad. Verse 22, it says that he walked away sad. I mean, he was confident in his power, his morality, his money. He'd been following all the commands, right? Right? Was he following all the commands? Did you notice the one blind spot? I've done all of these. And then reading between the lines, what's Jesus getting at when he says, go sell? He was missing the first command. That's where he was blind. That's where he was absolutely missing it. The first command, I'm the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Hey, Rich, money is a God in your life. Wealth, greed, hoarding, hanging on to it, living this way instead of this way. That's become an idol, a God in your life. And that's why Jesus is so demanding. And that's why Rich walks away sad. You know why? It's because Jesus doesn't want to be two-timed. You say, what? Two-timed? Yeah, do you remember back junior high, high school, the whole idea of two-timing? I had a high school girlfriend, and I had a secret Susan, and my girlfriend found out that I was two-timing her. And guess what happened? She wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. Does that make sense to you? 
God does not want to be two-time. God wants you and me to make him our first love, our first loyalty, our, our allegiances with him, our fidelity, our commitment, our first, it's to him. And that's why he's so hard on this rich young ruler because the rich young ruler was two-timing. And some of you right now are watching this and you know you're two-timing God because whatever it is you treasure most, the question is, are you willing to walk away? Are you willing to give it up? If Jesus were to say to you what he says to the rich young ruler, how would you respond? I think many of us might walk away sad. I can't do it. I'm unwilling to do it. The cost is too high. Don't miss this phrase in verse 21. Jesus looked at him and it says Jesus loved him. Even though he was demanding, Jesus loved him. And here's what I wrote in my notes. <clears throat> Even though Jesus loved him, the reason it, 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 it hurt Jesus to, to say what he said, and here's why. Listen to this. Jesus knew that what he was about to tell Rich was going to hurt Rich. Jesus knew it. He knew that Rich was was hanging on to this. And he loved him, but he still loved him with the tough love and said, Rich, you can't follow me and also cling on to that which you treasure most. And so let me just tell you that Jesus sees the one thing that you treasure too. He sees that person, that possession, that passion that you're saying, I can't live without that. What's your that? That one thing, oh, I can't. I'm not giving that up. Well, what's your that? And I think this morning, the, really, the, the call, the challenge, this is a tough word for us, but here's the challenge. God is asking each of us to give up that one thing that we treasure most. That one thing that, that if we all knew, we'd say, oh, he's two-timing God, right? So I'm gonna close with this thought, <clears throat> you know, in the story, we read that Rich walked away sad because he wasn't willing to make Jesus his first love. But you know, we don't know what happened after this moment. We don't know whether or not Rich ever decided to follow Christ. We just have this snapshot, and I hope one day we see Rich in heaven. And here's what I wrote. I hope one day I see Rich in heaven and I hear him say, that moment that you read about in the New Testament in Mark chapter 10, that moment, that was a turning point for me. Jesus's loving look, his loving gaze, right? That wrecked me. That hit me. I knew he loved me. And I knew I, knew I couldn't let go of my money. That it had this grip that I couldn't let go of. But... After I walked away sad and after some time of thinking and wrestling and praying about it, you know what happened? I let go. I did. I let go. I let go of everything and I grabbed onto Jesus and I thought I was rich before, but my heart couldn't even comprehend the depths of the richness of knowing Christ personally and intimately. Jesus has become my greatest treasure. I hope that's his testimony, don't you? And you know what? I hope that's your testimony. Those of you 
that maybe today are going to walk away sad. I'm praying that God keeps you restless until you find your rest in him and are willing to give up whatever it is that you treasure most. So I'm going to stop. Those are the three questions. And I'm going to let the Holy Spirit do some work in your heart. Here are the detox assignments this week. Are you ready? They're going to rub some of you the wrong way, and I apologize. But Jesus was tough on the rich young ruler. I'm going to be tough on you right now. Here they are. Number one, I want you to identify the one thing you treasure most. Right now, this week, write it down. What's the one thing you treasure most? Write it down, identify it, and then say, God, I give it to you. I confess that to you. Number two, here you go. You ready for this? I want you to do it. Here we go. I want you to sell something that you treasure. Between now and Easter, I want you to sell something that you treasure that's worth more than 100 bucks. You're like, what? Yeah, and then I want you to give the money to the poor. Give it to Ocean Hills, but put American Idol. We're going to start, I'm just coming up with this right now. We're going to start an American Idol fund. Like that thing we treasure most, we're going to put it, we're going to all put it in a, in a thing and then we're going to give it away to, to organizations that we partner with here in Santa Barbara that are helping the poor. I want you to do that. You got to find something you treasure. You're going, I can't let go of that. Yes, you can. You're going to sell it for more than a hundred bucks. I have a beach cruiser. I've thought about it this week. People go, you're never going to sell that, right? I go, I'm never selling it. I've had it for so long. I love it. But it's kind of, I never ride this one bike. I got two other bikes. Why do I need a third bike I never ride? But I love it. I can't get rid of it. And the Holy Spirit said, John, you can get rid of that. You'll be fine. You're going to sell that for 100 bucks. So if anybody wants to buy a beach cruiser from me this week, hit me up. Number three, you're going to break off that relationship that you know is dishonoring to God. Maybe you're in a dating relationship. Maybe you're in a friendship. And you're just, you're, you're, you're pulling, you're being pulled away from following Christ in that relationship. They're having more influence on you than you are on them. And the Lord's just saying, it might be time to, to let go of that relationship that you treasure, but that's not good for you. And number four, and then we're done. Parents, heads up. I want you to really pray about not going back to pre-COVID normal, where you're overcommitted, stressed out, saying yes to everything for your kids because you want them to be rich and famous and get all the scholarships and all that, get into Ivy League schools. How about you let go of that and, 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 and let's instead say, I'm gonna treasure following Jesus and making sure my kids grow up knowing that Jesus is what our family treasures most. So I'm gonna have to say no to some things in order to say a bigger yes to Christ. And so God bless you and thank you for listening today. And I pray that as you reflect on these detox assignments that the Holy Spirit, that you will yield to the Holy Spirit and allow God to do a work in your heart because he wants so much more for you than from you. So God bless you today, amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.